Ranked one of America's top research universities, the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee plays a vital role in shaping the future of Milwaukee and Wisconsin. UWM's diversity, academic excellence, and world-class research contribute to the region's economic development and quality of life. Meet the people behind the creativity and discoveries on UWM Today. Here's the host, Tom Lujak, Vice Chancellor of University Relations. In the past year, many of us have spent a lot of time preparing meals at home and in the process, probably thinking more about the types of food that we're eating and whether that food is good for us. On this edition of UWM Today, we're going to focus on nutrition, more specifically, the science of nutrition. It's a rapidly growing field with UWM and other area universities and colleges preparing students for careers and helping all of us to eat better. Our guests on the program are Lori Close, Associate Professor and Director of the Nutritional Sciences Program at UWM's College of Health Sciences, and with her, Susan Kunjat, who's the Clinical Professor in the program. Laurie, Susan, great to have you both on today's program. And Susan, we're going to begin with you. Uh, how well are we eating? You know, it's it's after a year of, of COVID and, and, you know, really not being able to go out and rely on other people to, to take care of what's in front of us. We've been feeding ourselves. Give me a quick snapshot of uh, how well you think we're doing. Well, uh, thanks for having us, Tom. Um, I think you have to look at it in a real big lens. Um, it really depends on what an individual or a family's resources are in terms of how we're eating. That's that's number one, which is one of the things we're so interested in with the with our program. You know, when you think about it, about a third of people in the Milwaukee area are food insecure, uh, living either living in poverty, below the poverty line. Um, or just don't have enough food to eat. So that becomes one of the biggest challenges, which is what our program is going to be focusing on a lot and what we're what we're working with now. And so I say when you ask how we're eating, if people have access to a lot of healthy food and resources and the ability to procure that food, they're much more apt to eat better. If they don't have those resources and that ability and the money to eat well, then it becomes much more challenging. And one of one of our goals is to really try to close that gap, both with an education system that will be educating students to be out in, in the community in Southeast Wisconsin, and to have uh, educators really who are able to communicate well with different populations when it comes to nutrition. So uh, we do know that over and over again, when we have survey data that comes out, um, we, we're not eating enough fruits and vegetables sometimes, and, and maybe we're not eating as well as we can. But I think there's been a big focus on nutrition uh, with COVID as well, because we've we've realized that people who have better immune systems, uh, people who are active in maintaining, you know, a body that's healthy um, have lower risk of disease and lower risk of getting COVID-19, per se, that's, that's been coming out. So we know nutrition's gotten a lot more focus, which it should. And so the timing is really good. People are interested in nutrition. They're interested in what they're eating. 
And having this optimal access is something that uh, we're very serious about um, learning more about and trying to do something about within our programs. Laura, you're head of the Nutritional Sciences Program at UWM. Give us a sense of what uh, students know or don't know when they come into your classrooms and say, we want to learn about nutrition. Uh, What sort of knowledge base are they walking into the classroom with? Yeah, and I think that's one of the exciting things about food and nutrition is we come with a lifetime of experience in the topic, right? We're eaters from day one. And so they are oftentimes very passionate about this field and curious about the science behind food and what drives different food choices and different eating behavior choices. And so they come ready to learn and they come with also just being um products of society that there are a lot of myths and misunderstandings, I think, out there when it comes to the relationship between food, nutrition, and health. And so helping students to maybe debunk some of those myths or really giving them some of those toolbox skills to be able to dig into the literature and what does the science say about the different relationships between food and eating and our disease risk and wellness. So That's really, I think, what drives students to pursue education in nutrition is just oftentimes a passion for food and understanding of health and the body and wanting to learn more in that space. You know, all of us certainly um, are familiar and maybe love certain types of foods because they're so, so hardwired into us, given the fact that, as you point out, we start eating, you know, the, the, the day that we're born. Um, is, it, is it more difficult today, do you think, to change our habits because um, we, you know, are coming from... Uh, a a cultural background that um, has put more of a focus on what's going into our body or, or is it, is it, are, are, are we having the same struggles today eating the right things as our parents or grandparents might've had? Well, I think what's really interesting about today's food environment is a bit of the paradox of choice. There are more products on the market today than probably ever before. And so trying to sift through all the different brands and food labels and health claims can make things really challenging for consumers. And as you know, decades ago, when it was a much more simple marketplace when it came to food choice. And so sometimes people just go with their you know, the foods they know, the brands they know, because they have that experience and that trust in those products. And that can also make it a little bit harder to make changes, especially like as Susie pointed out, when you're dealing with limited resources to provide food for yourself or your family, that might make you a little less likely to take risks to try something new, particularly in the fruit and vegetable arena, where you might not be so sure how to prepare that food or if that food's going to taste good. And so that comes with a little financial risk and a little bit of a taste risk <laughs> as well. And so, um, yeah, it, it's a, it's an interesting world out there when it comes to food and eating. I, I saw a story the other day that um, most people who buy wine, the vast majority of people buy a bottle of wine based on the label. <laughs> Not what they know about about the vintage, but gee, that is really cool looking. I bet the, I bet what's inside that bottle is, is really good. Do you, do you think the same thing applies to the food that we're buying? Uh, that if it's packaged nicely, we're more likely to be tempted to to give it a shot. 
Susan? Well, Lori might be more the expert on this than myself, but I do think that's true. I think that people want to try new foods, and especially now with social media, um, so many students are saying, I'm trying this because I saw it on TikTok, or I saw this particular diet, and it was on Instagram. And so social media is certainly playing a huge role. And also the whole idea that Lori mentioned with fad diets. And people are always going to be interested in trying to uh, lose weight or get leaner or those kinds of things. And, and one, of, one of the things that we try to do in our program is, is give people um, the ability to explore and really look at these different diets or these different foods and also focus on you know, the idea that it's it's great to come from your own food culture, whatever that is. We have such a rich culture around food in Milwaukee, and we don't want to take away from that. We're not really interested in, in teaching students to say, well, you might have grown up with these foods, but those aren't healthy, so those aren't appropriate to eat. We would be more apt to say, that's wonderful. How can we maximize the foods that you already eat within your culture? And how can we help with balance and variety? And that way, uh, we, we take a very strong positive notion around food in our program, which I'm really, really proud of. It is around nutrition, but it's also around uh, family and culture and history and um, there are ways to blend nutrition with what we feel good about eating. And uh, I think that's really important as well. Yeah, feeling good about uh, what we're putting into our, into our bodies is so important because of all of the messaging, as you point out, of, uh, you know, too many calories, too much fat. And it could sometimes uh, you can end up overthinking it, right, and take take the joy out of one of life's uh, great pleasures, which is, uh, which is the, the tables of food that, uh, that are available to us. One of the reasons we wanted to have both Laurie and Susan on today is because in addition to teaching um, the next generation of students uh, to become nutritionists at UWM, they're also working very, very closely with two other colleges, universities here in uh, the Milwaukee area, uh, to make sure that um, all populations are getting the benefit of good nutritional science. And Laurie, let's, uh, let's uh, have you describe, a, a, frankly, a wonderful uh, program that you're getting with the help of the U.S. Department of Agriculture. You're working with the federal government and also with a couple of uh, local colleges and universities. What's that all about? Yeah, thank you for that question. So this is something we are extremely proud of. And so relatively speaking in Milwaukee County, UWM is sort of the newer um, kid on the block when it comes to nutrition education. Milwaukee Area Technical College offers a nutrition and dietetic technician program. And Mount Mary University has offered dietetics education leading to the registered dietitian credential for many years. So we are excited to have been working closely with the faculty at both of those institutions. And we applied for a USDA Higher Education Challenge Grant uh, back in 2019, right as COVID hit, um, to try and create these series of interconnections between our different programs so that students who start at, let's say, Milwaukee Area Technical College can do their two-year program and more seamlessly move to either um, 
UWM's nutritional sciences undergrad degree or Mount Mary's um, bachelor's degree in biology with a pre-dietetics concentration. And so we know from previous research in this area that if we can maximize credit transfer for students moving from community colleges to four-year institutions and minimize the loss, we can have a profound impact on graduation rates. And that is something that we are really prioritizing with this grant because we want students gaining credentials, gaining degrees to maximize their marketability on the job market because we all want students to get jobs and make an impact and students want to make an impact on their community. So we were awarded a $30,000 planning grant to start building that interinstitutional infrastructure between each of our programs that we currently offer and the programs that we're currently building to facilitate student success in nutrition and dietetics education. So Lori, this partnership between MATC and Mount Mary and UWM means that a student at MATC will finish that two-year program and then has a couple of pathways to go on and get that four-year degree. What will that mean for that student to get two more years of education and what kind of a job might they end up with that they can't get now? Sure. So MATC's NDTR program gives students a pretty robust understanding of nutrition and health and food and health. And so that is a, it's an amazing program. And so when they come to UWM, finishing up their bachelor's degree helps round out their education by integrating a lot of the related science courses and other social science related disciplines that help students really get a more comprehensive view of food and nutrition in the body. So students would come to UWM and take some additional biology courses and chemistry courses and really start to unpack some of these relationships between what happens when food enters the body and what's going on physiologically speaking. And so they also complete some additional advanced training in nutritional sciences and get some in-depth, rich experiences with nutrition, communication, and education, and then the opportunity to apply these concepts that they've gained in an internship experience. And so Susie teaches the nutrition education course for us. And so she might have some additional examples of how students sort of value add of that BS degree. Susie? Yes, I think um, with MATC's program, students graduate and, and can get jobs right away as a diet tech or um, sort of, you know, the next step before leading up to a dietitian. And those are some great jobs and it's a wonderful program. And then there are certainly are a lot of jobs that do require a bachelor's degree as well. And so um, moving into our program would open up more doors for students after MATC and also give maybe some different type um, of opportunities in the community, as Lori mentioned, where we have students um, doing projects. We, you know, obviously at UWM, we're very focused on community-based learning and service learning as a whole. And so our students are 
at Feeding America, they're at River West Food Pantry, The Gathering, other places, particularly related to food security issues since that's one of our focus areas. And so it does broaden the community building, the education, the speaking and writing about nutrition and and maybe help students flourish in those ways as well as the more technological piece of nutrition. You're listening to UWM Today here on WUWM. Good to have you with us this week. I'm Tom Lujak, and joining us in our remote studios are Lori Close. She's an associate professor and director of UWM's Nutritional Sciences Program, and with her, Susan Kundrat, who's a clinical professor in that same program. And we're talking about uh, a wonderful partnership between UWM, uh, MATC, and Mount Mary College, preparing that next generation of people who will, I I guess, help us eat better or at least understand when we're eating poorly, right? (laughs) Susan uh, and and Laurie, um, this this partnership that uh, that you formed with with Mount Mary and with MATC, um, as I understand it, one of the reasons you wanted to make sure that you connect the dots here is because uh, there are a lot of people in our community, particularly the communities of color here in Milwaukee, uh, who are not really represented as they should be in the profession of nutritional sciences. Let's talk about that a little bit. How, how, what, what is the disparity? What sort of, of, of challenges do you see with people of color working in the field that is part of your life? Laurie? Right. So it's very interesting when you look at um, the health profession that is nutrition and dietetics and the sociodemographic characteristics of people who pursue careers in this area compared to the, the demographics of the communities in which these individuals reside. And so people who pursue careers in nutrition and dietetics, the sociodemographics are not representative of the U.S. population nor Milwaukee County. And this discrepancy is even worse here in Wisconsin. So recent estimates are no more than 1% of the RDs or nutrition and dietetic technician registered in Wisconsin belong to um, uh, underrepresented groups. And so that is that is a problem. So we have, again, a rich cultural diversity within the state and within Milwaukee County. And the characteristics of the professionals who work in this space should ideally match <laughs> those who we we serve. And so um, this is where I think we have a huge opportunity because our three institutions enroll a very di- diverse group of students. And so by simply being in this geographic region, we have the opportunity to connect with these students and help them realize the opportunities, the job opportunities in this space, and hopefully make a little bit of a dent in this dramatic underrepresented um, um, scenario when it comes to nutrition and dietetics professionals. Susan, that can make a big difference, can't it, to have people who look like you providing the kind of, what, advice or suggestions on how to eat better than than not? Yeah, and I think it goes far beyond that. For sure, um, when you're working with professionals who have your, you know, you feel comfortable with that person, that's so critical, but it also then goes to the professional's own backgrounds. And so the cultural piece, as well as perhaps the physical or outward piece, is really important because if someone uh, grew up with the same type of cult- cultural foods, 
they are going to be able to educate better and and see eye to eye with uh, clients and patients. And so that's really, really critical. But, you know, food has this way of either bringing people together or sometimes pulling people apart. If you really feel shamed about your food or feel that you're not eating well, it's really hard to even come to a dietitian or come to a nutrition professional because there might be this feeling that, oh, I'm going to be judged if the person doesn't understand how I eat or my cultural background. And so we're trying to uh, lessen those roadblocks uh, with this with these programs. And we're trying to, to make it so that people feel comfortable and confident talking about food and health and nutrition. It's uh, very, very critical. Well, you know, that's a really good point because I'll be honest, I sometimes wonder, is is this really that good for me? But I wouldn't think to contact a dietitian. I guess I would get on the internet or read the back of a label. What opportunities are there for, for somebody like me to connect with an expert like you or, or the students who are graduating from your programs? Yeah, that's a great question. And the issue of raising awareness about the profession of dietetics can be very important. And so we just uh, finished a panel at the Wisconsin Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics Conference. And we had a wonderful student panel of alums and current students with our three institutions. And some of the issues that the student panel raised was they weren't initially aware. And they said many members of their community aren't aware of dietetics professionals and the role they serve and how they can facilitate uh, food and health and nutrition and all of that. And so there's also some research in the area that suggests that students oftentimes make decisions about their how, what major they want to pursue in college when they're in maybe 11th or 12th grade. And they learn this information maybe from the media or from families, or maybe there's even a dietitian in their, in their social circle in some way, shape, or form, and that's how they learn about it. But ultimately, from this literature, it suggests we have some work to do when it comes to raising the profile of this field so that people know that we are out there and we are not the food police. We do not want to do that. That is not our sentiment with our program. We like to say that nutrition is for everybody. And by that, we mean both the food and nutrition as well as the career. So there is no stereotype that we are interested in when it comes to this career. We are not all thin white women. <laughs> you know, this field is for, we want to make this an inclusive space, again, for everybody. And so we want to do, do a bit better job when it comes to outreach, particularly at the high school level, to help inform people about this field and what those opportunities are. Do you have any sense of whether or not uh, nutrition is being taught uh, or, or, or taught the way it should be um, in the K through 12 range? You mentioned that 11th or 12th grader who's beginning to think about what they want to be when they when they become an adult. But but what about that fourth grader or third grader? Um, is your organization, uh, the, the, the dietitians, are, are they effectively getting their message to the third or fourth grade teacher and somehow seeing that uh, those conversations are taking place? I, I would say that there are some amazing programs going on in Milwaukee that are looking at that and, and go dietitians and other nutrition professionals going out in the community because our students volunteer with some of those programs, which is great. And I would also say that probably it depends on, you know, that's in the inner city in Milwaukee, which is wonderful. 
And yet there's a lot more that can be done. And certainly with extension and other programs as well, um, you know, that's something that's that we need to put the attention there. But I think there's also challenges with teachers who have to teach this and maybe don't have the background. So we're hoping that we can uh, provide more opportunities um, for our students to continue to get out in the community and do some of that education like they're already doing. So let's talk about what happens at home. We just have a few minutes left, and, and well, te- the, the, the schools certainly have a role here. What should parents be doing with, with their kids or, or maybe with their, their partner uh, when it comes to uh, discussing what should or shouldn't be on our plate for dinner tonight? Susie? Well, number one, keep it positive. Keep it positive. We know that kids tend to eat well if they're exposed to a lot of different foods, but if they're not pushed to eat certain foods. And so uh, anything we can do to enhance the variety that, that children are provided, anything we can do to enhance the opportunity to make it fun for kids to eat. There are wonderful programs going on in our community around gardening, all kinds of them, getting kids to see where food comes from and take part in growing food. And all those things are so positive. And so we really encourage parents to avoid putting a lot of restriction on kids when it relates to food, but more opportunity to, on their own terms, try different foods and try different tastes and flavors. You know, my I have a couple of young granddaughters, a six-year-old and an eight-year-old, and, and my daughter, their mom, uh, lets them cook a meal a week. They decide whatever they want, and uh, and they're in charge of, of doing it and cleaning up afterwards, by the way. And, and, and my wife and I have, have had some of their creations, and, you know, uh, it's interesting sometimes, but uh, but they love it because the, the kids love it because they feel some sort of control. That's probably important too, isn't it? Yeah, I would I, say that's wonderful. Lori, go ahead. Yeah, I, I think we both jumped on it because it is so wonderful. So, yeah, this cooking is a bit of a skill set that seems to be lost these days. Or it, there's an opportunity here to give kids agency and control and also learn about the transformation of food. So what you talked about, those experiments and how they turn out, that's food science in a nutshell. And that's one of our 100 level courses that we have in our nutrition program. And so giving those kids those opportunities to experience food transformation and how does it end up um, tasting ultimately at the end of the day is fantastic. And so when kids get a chance to prepare something, they tend to be more likely to eat it. <laughs> and so even if it is a little bit iffy at the end of the day, but I love that they do that. And so trusting your kids, giving them a chance to, to make a mess, experiment, and, and clean it up. <laughs> it, it, it actually inspired me and my wife. We, we actually bought the, the girls a cookbook and gave them each $20 and said, okay, when we come down, you have to have something new here. And so <clears throat> I'm not quite sure how that's going to work out, but, but you know, it's, it's worth a shot, right? Give them, give them some sense of control over what they're eating and what they're going to be feeding others. We just have a minute left. And so um, I want to thank both of you so much for taking the time to talk about the program that you've got. Uh, if, if our listeners would like to be in touch, if they have questions, who should they contact at UWM? 
Sure. They can contact me. Um, I am in the College of Health Sciences, and I'm sure my name will be on the website associated with this, but my email is lclose, K-L-O-S, at uwm.edu. I'm happy to answer any questions people have about the program and the programs we're hoping to grow. And so that would be, we'd love to hear from you. Susie and uh, Lori, I suspect you will be hearing from them. I, actually, I think I'm going to call you. I have a lot more questions <laughs> that, that I should take home and talk to my wife about after talking about food for a half hour. But best of luck with this program. And again, we, we hope that the grant that you're working on with the federal government leads to um, a wonderful influx of new students into your programs that indeed represent all parts of our community. That would be a really, really good thing. Thank you. Lori Close uh, and uh, Susan Kundrat, uh, both part of the Nutritional Sciences Program at UWM's College of Health Sciences, our guest on this edition of UWM Today. That's all for this week's program. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week at the same time. Take care, everybody, and eat well. <laughs> I'm Tom Lee Jack. You've been listening to UWM Today with host Tom Lujak the weekly program where you get to meet the people behind one of America's top research universities, University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. Playing a vital role in shaping the future of Milwaukee and Wisconsin, UWM's diversity, academic excellence, and world-class research contributes to the region's economic development and quality of life. Learn more at uwm.edu.